Welcome back to another episode of Clay, the podcast for Christian men, courageously leading, always yearning. That is the point. That is the desire for all men is to figure out what their purpose is, what their reasoning is, what the meaning of life is. And the reality is God tells us in his word, he calls us out as men to be those courageous leaders, always yearning for more of him, prioritizing him in our life, our relationship, and allowing that to inform our decisions and what we do, our very action, our very action steps. My name is Justin, and I am stoked to be with you today and uh, to be just having this great opportunity, uh, this medium here of podcasting and media and, and audio for, uh, for us to be together and to start conversations and continue conversations. The idea with uh, the Clay Podcast is that uh, you, listening to this message, if you feel so compelled, you share it. You share the message with yet another man, and you have a conversation. You continue the conversation. Uh, This is uh, one step in discipleship, is building a relationship with one another, having critical, crucial conversations, having this dialogue that brings up great great questions at times. Perhaps it's just a, a comment here or there, but opens up the door to getting to know one another and getting to know where maybe our weaknesses are at, or maybe it's where our strengths are at so that we can better call one another out to a higher standard, so that we can find uh, the right spot for one another in ministry, and so that we can be accountable to one another in mission. I'm going to say that last one again, so we can be accountable to one another in mission. The last thing that you want to do is step onto a battlefield and look around and realize that the guys that you thought were with you, the guys that you thought were drawn down and fighting alongside of you, are still in their tents, sleeping, who are not paying attention, who are not engaged. The last thing you want to do is be caught out there in the middle of a battle alone. Now, you and I both know that you're never alone, and you will go through seasons of uh, feeling alone, but that God's always right there, and that in Him we can find courage, in Him we can find our strength. But when it comes down to it, uh, let's let's be honest. It's uh, much more exciting and much more encouraging to be part of the church, hint, hint, to strengthen and encourage, and to do this together, is it not? So when it comes down to discipleship, this last week, I've actually had a great honor of having a few conversations, a few conversations uh, about this very topic and about a renewed focus on what it means to be a disciple who makes disciples, and what makes the most sense for where this is occurring. My fear is that most people think that disciples are made in the church. My fear is that most people think that disciples are made in a Sunday morning, sitting there in a chair, listening to a sermon or singing some songs in worship or maybe taking communion. And that's honestly, it's a fair, that's a, a, a really, that's, that's a, that's a fair judgment. Is it not? That's how we act. It's how we live. It's how we do church, whatever that means today for you. That's a fair judgment, isn't it? It's a fair assessment of discipleship based on the way that the church does what it does and how it does it. And I I am not uh, beaten up on the church. I actually, I I love the church. I I love our church in uh, this great country of uh, the United States of America, the freedoms that we have, the capabilities that we have, the uh, really the, the strength that we have in our sending of missionaries and uh, dollars and ministry. And uh, just th- there's a lot of benefits and a lot of uh, great things that come with 
the church system that we have uh, so created here in the U.S. But let us not forget what the purpose is of the church. You and I, regardless of where we're at and where we're planted, is part of, we are part of the church. We're part of the body, and we are to be the hands and feet, moving and doing and engaged in what the body is doing. So, what does this conversation mean for you and I? Well, it was uh, brought up to me in a fantastic, fantastic coffee uh, meeting here at my in my house, actually, uh, with uh, a great brother and friend of mine, Aaron. And his heart is uh, so, so, so beautiful and so, uh, so real and so raw. You know what? I'm making disciples in mission, doing out. I'm, I want I want disciples to duplicate what we've done when they have seen uh, ministry at work, when they've actually been engaged in the community. I'm not looking to make a bunch of disciples in uh, the rows in, in church unless they're actually doing something. So what does that mean? Well, that means as a courageous leader, men, you got to step up and you got to call people out to do, to live, and to be on mission with you. Invite others alongside of you and invite them into this mission. Invite them into ministry. Invite them into getting out in the community with you. So allow me to expound on, on that. Imagine for a moment you have three guys who look up to you, who do life with you, and who are uh, kind of figuring out what all of this means. What does it mean to get into the Word of God regularly? What does it mean to uh, to to be a Christian, to actually be a disciple. What does that mean? And let's say that for three years, you guys meet regularly. You meet and 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 you guys uh, you grab coffee and you go through go through Bible study like like nobody's business. And you're just getting into the Word, and it's beautiful. And you're praying for for one another, and it is absolutely it's just it's just it's just great. And you, you you're bragging about it, and it's awesome. And then three years go by. And it's the same group of guys. It's you and the same three. Nothing's changed as far as meeting other people or uh, being engaged with other people. None of these three men have other Bible studies that they're leading, other groups that they are engaged in. It's just, it's just the same three plus you. What do you think was, was missed? Now, getting into the Word together is not a bad thing at all. No, no. In fact, if you're not getting into the Word with uh, other men and, and diving in and, and, and peeling back the layers, then you need to be. You need to be in community doing just that. But when it comes to making disciples who are making disciples, we've got to be aware of these groups and these things that we do by habit even down to our Sunday morning attendance and the, the heart behind our individual Sunday morning attendance. We've got to be aware of these things and the lack of mission that is often associated with these things. The lack of engagement, the lack of willingness. There's so many people who are scared to death, scared to death of sharing their faith with a neighbor, with a friend, with a family member, with somebody they do or do not know. Even when Scripture says, hey, don't worry about it, when it comes down to it, the Holy Spirit's going to give you the words to say, you've got nothing to fear, you've got nothing to worry about. So what? What if they kill you? What if they take your life? 
Do you not believe in what you say you believe in? Then what are you worried about, right? There's no reason for us to hold back and be so fearful. So how do we, as men, truly disciple? How do we, we as men, truly lead? It comes down to one thing and one thing alone, which you've heard many, many times. If you've never heard the phrase that I'm out to speak, then you've been living under a rock. Let's just, let's just put it there. Lead by example. You have to lead by example. You're not sitting around waiting for other men to decide one day to, well, you know, so-and-so's invited me to join this Bible study here and get into the Word, so now I'm going to go and I'm going to invite these other three to get into the Word, and, and, and so on and so forth. You're not sitting around and waiting. Instead, uh, you are doing. That group of guys that you've been meeting with for, for week after week after week, with zero mission at all outside of getting into the Word, going through your Bible study, talking about your discussion questions, having a prayer request time, and uh, maybe you know having a bite to eat, whatever it is. Uh, that again, great. I'm not. I'm not bashing that. I'm not downplaying that. I'm just calling to light, and I'm just questioning the mission behind it. And I'm just asking you to consider this. Consider the mission as to why you meet, why you gather, and what you're doing. Now, play it out to the point that you, uh, you know, you're meeting week after week after week after week, and one day you say, hey guys, instead of meeting here in this room here at church, let's go, let's go meet out at, at the coffee shop. Let's go start there. And so now you're out in public and you're talking and other people see you with your, your Bibles out. Whoa, that's a little risky, isn't it? Well, in some parts of the world, absolutely. Perhaps you need to meet uh, in seclusion, right, at that point. Uh, different, uh, different context, right? Uh, here, uh, where I live in the great Pacific Northwest, uh, I have nothing to fear going out and uh, read my Bible at a coffee shop. In fact, it's led to some really great conversations with uh, believers and non-believers alike uh, because they've seen and they've questioned, and I've had some people uh, tell me that I, I am a terrible person because I'm reading my Bible. They don't even know if I actually believe what I'm reading, but I'm a terrible person because I'm reading uh, this uh, great and, and wonderful book. Uh, and anyway, all, all that aside, I digress. All right, so we've, we've taken the comfort zone of uh, where we've been meeting, and we've made it a bit more, a bit more public, a bit more accessible by uh, the world for us to uh, also access the world and actually engage there. Now, maybe it's uh, something to the effect of, and this is an example that I'm totally stealing from Aaron. So, Aaron, uh, thank you. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you have an, an, an older group uh, that's uh, of age or a bit more seasoned, and uh, there is an old folk home that is in your community, a nursing home, an, an elderly home, an elderly community. Maybe you guys just go get involved down there. Let's see what, what, the, what they need. Maybe you can invite them into mission. Maybe you can invite them to serve in some way, shape, or form. Perhaps you've got an, a local elementary school nearby. Maybe you reach out. Maybe you reach out and you get involved there. And I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a, a giant ministry that you're starting at your church. I'm talking about you. You and your community. You and your brothers and sisters, your life group, your small group, whatever that is. Are you a courageous leader? Are you willing to set the example? Are you willing to get engaged in this battle? Are you willing or not? That's the question. 
And so uh, there are uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of ideas that you are going to come up with when you bring this question up with the other men in your life that are pushing you and challenging you to to, uh, be a courageous leader, always yearning for more Jesus in your life. You're going to have some more ideas. You may have some ideas right now. You may have uh, some thoughts and some yearnings. You may have uh, something weighing on your heart that's just drawing more and more attention day in and day out. Maybe you need to get involved. Maybe it's with the homeless community. Maybe it's with our foster children. Maybe it's just with uh, the, the, the youth in general. Maybe it's at the local YMCA. Maybe it is at a boys and girls club or a similar group. What are you doing? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's you and a couple of guys volunteer to coach a local soccer team, baseball team. What is it, what is it, that, what is it that garners your attention? What is it that tugs at your heartstrings? What is it that's calling your attention? What is it that maybe isn't a distraction, but is something that you need to be focusing on, that you need to be paying attention to, that you need to be willing, willing to get engaged, willing to get uncomfortable, willing to actually read Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and believe that it's true, and believe that your life does matter, that you have been called into mission, and then it's time to get engaged. Let's be disciple-making disciples. And let's make these disciples in the battlefield. Disciples are not made sitting in Sunday service, listening to a sermon, worshiping, and, and, and taking communion. That's a place for us to gather and worship and strengthen and encourage one another. That's a place for us to come to lift up the name of our glorious, righteous, beautiful God, our powerful King of Kings, our Savior. That's a place for you and I to gather, to look one another in the eyes and know that, yeah, we made it through another week and there's more to be done. There's more to be done. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And the workers are few because they're sitting in Sunday service on our hands. Welcome, welcome to the harvest, gentlemen. We need more courageous leaders out there, yearning, yearning for more, for more Jesus, for more people to know who Jesus is, to hear his name, for more people to know the peace that you have, For more people to understand that this life, it's not all there is. It's not all there is. There is so, so much more. So if you believe that, maybe it's time for you to step up. Maybe it's time for you to be that courageous leader. Maybe it's time for you to be the person that speaks up in your life group, in your small group, whatever group that you're in, your Bible study, maybe it's time for you to raise your hand, to say something, to call out the fact that you're just a group of believers with zero mission, with no direction. And let's find a direction. Let's find a mission. Something, something, something that piques that interest and that desire to get involved to be the hands and feet, to be the church, 
That's what we need, don't we? We just need to be the church. It's not so hard. It sounds simple. It's because it is. It is simple. It is so, so very simple, but we have so, so overly complicated it with the way that we have to do tradition and church and the way we have to have this ministry and that and the hierarchy of starting something new and, oh, this would be a great idea. Let me submit into the uh, the, the staff and, and get an official leadership meeting going and let's go through these hoops and that and this and that. Instead of just contacting your local shelter and saying, hey, how can we help? I've got a group of five couples. We meet weekly and we we pray and we, we get involved in the Word together and uh, it's been laid on our heart to be praying for you as a, as, as a shelter, as a homeless shelter for uh, mothers and children. How can we help? What do you need? What do you need? We're here. And then trust in God for what's next. But how will you know if you don't take the first step? How are you going to know? If you just sit around thinking about it, if you just sit around wondering, nothing is ever going to change. Nothing is ever going to become of wondering. But something, something will become of doing. So if this podcast resonated with you at all, if this uh, sounded like a conversation that you've been having in your head or in your heart, or perhaps with a brother, share it. Share it with someone to continue the conversation. Let's be those disciple-making disciples in the mission field, on the battlefield. Let's do this, guys. Let's be the greatest leaders that we're called to be, always yearning for more of him.